0: You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.wordpress.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. This is Luke here. And, um, well, let's see. How can I explain this episode? Earlier on today, I was on the internet and I found uh, a picture. Well, it's basically a poem. And I thought, ah, oh, that's an interesting poem. I'll post it onto my Facebook page, and the listeners to Luke's English Podcast who like the Facebook page, they might enjoy it and find it interesting. The poem is um, one that was written a number of years ago and was designed specifically to highlight all of the irregularities and inconsistencies between English spelling and pronunciation. So you might know as a learner of English or even a speaker of English or whatever that English pronunciation and spelling don 't really link up very well together we don 't spell in a phon- in a phonetic way and um, as you well know, there are many 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 different exceptions it 's very difficult to kind of uh, create a set of easily followable rules for pronunciation. You know, you, you might find that some words are spelled in one way and, and pronounced, you know, you might get words that have O-U-G-H and some in some words they're pronounced oo, some words are pronounced ow, some words are pronounced uff. You know, there doesn't seem to be any logic to it. Now, um, I thought, I'll just post that on the Facebook page and my listeners are going to find it interesting and possibly enjoyable or something. But what I did there is I opened up a huge can of worms. Um, Maybe you don't know that expression, but if you open a can of worms, it kind of means that you uh, create a, a very difficult situation which then be- kind of uh, becomes very hard to manage. So you do something that then creates a very difficult situation. For example, you mention something or you ask a question. In this case, I posted something on Facebook and I opened a can of worms, meaning that um, suddenly everyone started to comment on this uh, poem, saying things like, but how the hell are we supposed to know how to pronounce these words? This is a nightmare. What's going on? Help! Help! And so I promised to record myself reading the poem so that my dear listeners will actually know how to correctly say these words. Before Now, I'm going to do that in just a moment. I'm going to read through the poem and explain very clearly, uh, or I'm going to demonstrate very clearly how those words are pronounced. Now, I hope that I can actually get them all right as well, because... Um, It's a very challenging poem to pronounce properly. In fact, it's full of words. It's littered with, well, not just words that are difficult to pronounce, but also very rare words which, you know, I don't commonly see. Um, Just to give you a bit of background on the poem, it's actually called The Chaos. And The Chaos, according to Wikipedia, the online dictionary, um, the online encyclopedia, in fact, The Chaos is a poem demonstrating the irregularity of English spelling and pronunciation. Written by a Dutch writer, traveller and teacher, Gerard Nolst-Trenite, back in probably probably the first half of the last century, it includes about 800 examples of irregular spelling the first version of 146 lines of text appeared in an appendix to the author's 1920 textbook, Drop Your Foreign Accent. But the most complete and authoritative version ever likely to emerge, published by the Spelling Society in 1992, has 274 lines. I'm not sure exactly which one I'm reading to you. It could be the 274 line version or the 146 line version. You will see the poem printed on the website for this episode if you want to check it out. Otherwise, you can just search for the Chaos Poem or something along those lines and you'll find it. Um, So basically, this was written by a a writer um, and a teacher who um, were tried to help people to lose their foreign accent. He also did it as a way of demonstrating all of the different inconsistencies in English spelling and pronunciation. So really, the thing is meant to be a very challenging sort of tool to help you overcome your problems in English pronunciation. But really, what it's become among learners of English and English language teachers, what this poem has become, is some kind of legendary challenge for pronunciation. And if you can speak, if you can say this poem perfectly, pronouncing all the words properly, then you've made a very, very large step forwards. Now, I'm going to read the poem to you now. um, And what I suggest that you do is just try and follow uh, what I'm saying. So maybe you could pause the podcast now, try and read the poem yourself, see how many words you get stuck on, maybe highlight them or something and then listen to me reading the poem and compare your version with my version, okay? That might be a good idea. Now, it's full of words, as as you just heard, 800 words or something. Um, I can't explain them all now, just can't do that, okay? But what you can do, at least, is Google any of the words that you're not sure about. If you just click on the word, put it into Google, and type the word definition after it, you'll get lots and lots of results from different online dictionaries, which will give you definitions and examples and pronunciation for those words, okay? So, this is really just a model of the poem for you. Now, I hope, fingers crossed, that I can actually do this, because um, it's not just a challenge for learners of English, it's also a challenge for anyone. So, I hope that I can get through this whole poem, getting them all right. Uh, Let's see, shall we? So, are you ready? Here we go. Dearest creature in creation, study English pronunciation. I will teach you in my verse. Sounds like corpse, core, horse and worse. I will keep you, Susie, busy. Make your head with heat grow dizzy. Tear in eye, your dress will tear. So shall I, oh hear my prayer. Just compare heart, beard and herd. Dyes and diet, lord and word sword and sword retain and britain mind the latter how it's written now i surely will not plague you with such words as plaque and ague but be careful how you speak say break and stake, but bleak and streak cloven oven how and low script receipt show poem and tow hear me say devoid of trickery daughter Laughter and terpissicory, typhoid, measles, topsails, aisles, exiles, similes, and reviles, scholar, vicar, and cigar, solar, mica, war, and far, one, anemone, balmoral, kitchen, lichen, laundry, laurel, Gertrude, German, wind, and mind, scene, melpomene, Mankind. Billet does not rhyme with ballet, bouquet, wallet, mallet, chalet. Blood and flood are not like food, nor is mould like should or and would. Fiscus, viscount, load and broad, toward, to forward, to reward, and your pronunciations okay, when you correctly say croquet, rounded, wounded grieve and sieve, friend and fiend, alive and live, ivy, privy, famous, clamour, and enamour rhyme with hammer, river, rival, tomb, bomb, comb, doll and roll, and sum and home, stranger does not rhyme with anger, neither does devour with clangour, souls but foul, Haunt but aren't. Font, front, uh, won't, want, grand and grant. Shoes, goes, does. Now first say finger and then say singer, ginger, linger. Real, zeal, mauve, gauze, gouge and gauge. Marriage, foliage, mirage and age. Query does not rhyme with very, nor does Fury sound like berry. Dost, lost, post and doth, cloth and loth. Job, knob, bosom, transom, oath. Though the differences seem little, we actually say but victual. Refer does not rhyme with defer. Oh god, I think it's fofer does and zephyr, heifer. Mint, pint, senate and sedate. Dull, bull and George ate late. Scenic, Arabic, Pacific. Science, conscience, scientific. Liberty, library, heave and heaven. Rachel, ache, moustache, eleven. We say hallowed but allowed. People, leopard, toad but vowed. Mark the differences, moreover, between mover, cover, clover, leeches, Breaches, wise, precise, chalice, but police and lice, camel, constable, unstable, principal, disciple, label, petal, panel, and canal, weight, surprise, plat, promise, pal, worm and storm, chaise, chaos, chair, senator, spectator, mayor, tour, but hour and succor for. Not succor so cool, succor. Tor but hour and sucker, for Gas, alas and Arkansas. C idea career area psalm Maria but malaria Youth South Southern Cleanse and Clean Doctrine Turpentine Marine Compare alien with Italian, Dandelion and Battalion. Sally with ally, yea, ye, I, I, a, I, way and key, say. Ah, uh, ever but ever, fever, neither leisure, skein, deceiver, heron, granary, canary, crevice and device and airy. Face but preface not efface, phlegm. Phlegmatic, ass, glass, base, large, but target, gin, give, verging, ought, out, joust, and scour, scourging, ear, but earn, and wear, and tear, do not rhyme with here but air, seven is right, but so is even, hyphen, roughen, nephew Stephen, monkey donkey turk and jerk ask grasp wasp and cork and work pronunciation think of psyche is a paling stout and spiky won't it make you lose your wits writing groats and saying grits it's a dark abyss or tunnel strewn with stones stowed solace gunnel islington an isle of white housewife verdict and indict finally which rhymes with enough. Though, through, plough, or doff, or cough. Hiccup has the sound of cup. My advice is to give up. Woo! Okay, I made it. I managed to get through it, but I think I might have made a couple of mistakes. Now, there's probably some very, very carefully uh, attentive listeners who have been through this poem already, and know exactly how it's all pronounced. Now, if I made any mistakes, then you must um, make a comment. You must uh, bring me up on it and make a comment. Now, I have to be honest, there were some words that I had to check in advance, because, um, well, first of all, this is quite an old-fashioned poem, and some of the words in there are pretty old-fashioned and are not used regularly. In fact, they're probably words that you might read, like uh, the word... um plaque and ague i think it was um yeah i looked that up ague um is a word that is very rare and it's an old-fashioned word that you might f- sort of read in a sherlock holmes story um let's just check out it's, it's pronounced um Agu, ague okay um and it's described as a febrile condition in which there are alternating periods of chills, fever and sweating. So ague is when you have what appears to be a fever, you know, a kind of sickness. So there are lots of other words like that which are a bit rare that I wasn't so confident about myself. I don't think it reflects really badly on me. I think it's just that this is a particularly challenging poem. Now, if you didn't manage to um, say it all correctly, don't worry. Because the whole point of this poem is to demonstrate how weird and challenging English pronunciation can be. But I think it's a good tool, this poem. It's a good way to pick out lots of words that you might not realise are pronounced in a certain way. So if you do pick your way through that poem, there are plenty of words in there which would be very useful for you to to really learn how to pronounce um, correctly. Uh, so there you go it 's quite a useful one I, I hope you 'll agree, uh, but very challenging so if you can If you can learn to say that poem pronouncing all the words correctly, then well done you and I think you should be very, very proud of yourself and if you 're um, learning English in a class full of uh, students with a with a teacher or something, perhaps you could uh, mention this poem and just show off a bit and so it's show them how well you pronounce things uh, in in English now after you've done it. Now, I'm just checking on my phone here. Um, I'm checking on my phone because I found a, a couple of other, um, let's see, I found a couple of other quite interesting images about English pronunciation, uh, which I will add to this um, this episode. So I'm just having a look on my phone here at some things that I've found. And I'm just going to find them here in a second. Where are they? Okay, I think they're probably in the... I expect they're in the download folder of my phone. Here we go. Okay. So this is um, this is another image or another kind of poem that I've found. And you'll also be able to see this on the website, um, Luke's English Podcast, which is uh, teacherluke.podomatic.com, and find this episode, which I believe will probably be episode 144, I think. I think it's episode 144. And so this poem is called Why English is Hard to Learn. The sort of thing you might find on the internet, on Facebook or something. So similar as the previous one, I'm just going to read it to you and uh, it could help you to um, sort of answer questions or correct mistakes that you might make sometimes. So here we go. Why English is Hard to Learn. We'll begin with box. The plural is boxes but the plural of ox is oxen, not oxes. One fowl is a goose, and two are called geese, yet the plural of moose is never called meese. You may find a lone mouse or a house full of mice, but the plural of house is houses, not heis. The plural of man is always men, but the plural of pan is never pen. If I speak of a foot and you show me two feet, and I give you a book, would a pair be a beak? If one is a tooth, and a whole set are teeth, why shouldn't two booths be called beef? If the singular's this, and the plural is these, should the plural of kiss be ever called keys? We speak of a brother, and also of brethren. But though we say mother, we never say metheren. Then the masculine pronouns are he, his and him. But imagine the feminine, she, shiz and shim. Okay, there you go. And another one, this is another one I found online, which again I will post on the page and you'll be able to see it. And it goes a bit like this. Why the English language is so hard to learn. And this will really help if you can read this while you're, um, yeah, if you can read this while you are listening to it, you'll notice that pretty much all of the words here are words that are written exactly the same, but they have different meanings and different pronunciations. So they're homographs. That means that they have the same spelling, but different pronunciation and different meanings. Okay, so... I suggest that you read these while you're listening. If you're just listening, maybe you can try and identify the homographs or the words that have the same spelling but with different pronunciation. Okay, here we go. Why the English language is so hard to learn. The bandage was wound around the wound. The farm was used to produce produce. The dump was so full that it had to refuse more refuse. We must polish the polish furniture. He could lead if he would get the lead out. The soldier decided to desert his de- Whoa. The soldier decided to desert his desert in the desert. Since there is no time like the present, he thought it was time to present the present. A base was painted on the head. No, a bass was painted on the head of the bass drum when shot at the dove dove into the bushes i did not object to the object the insurance was invalid for the invalid there was a row among the oarsmen about how to row they were too close to the door to close it the buck does the buck does certain things When does are present. So there you go. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. I think that probably um Okay, I think that that probably sums it up. I do have just some other little images and things um on here. Now I've I've kind of shared some of these things with you before. I wonder if there are any others that I can just share with you now before I leave you alone. Um a short episode of the podcast this one. Um, these images and, and other little things I've found all come from the same website which is called Nine Gag. Now some of you out there probably know this website. Um, if you don't know what Nine Gag is. It's basically one of these pages where you can just see lots of visual jokes and funny photos and memes. What's a meme? You might be thinking, well, a meme is a kind of um, an image. Now, actually, I've just realised that I've had my phone near the microphone and it's probably been making really annoying noises, like da 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 So I'm really sorry if you just heard lots of annoying interference from my phone. I've just realised that that's probably what's just happened. Anyway, a meme is like an image which um, is like reproduced online, an image with some text on it and it becomes a joke. So there are lots and lots and lots of these memes. For example, memes called Bad Luck Brian. Bad Luck Brian is like this this guy who's just very unlucky. And the, meme, the joke around his image is that something unlucky has happened to him. Or it's like the, um, um, let's see, the Picard meme. That's uh, one of the characters from Star Trek, um, slapping his palm of his hand on his face because he's so... Um, disappointed by something. So usually that's accompanied by some kind of message of relating to current affairs or something. Anyway, nine gag.com. Every now and then they post something relating to learning English because it's an international website with lots of people from all around the world contributing to it. So it's quite a funny site and I recommend it. Nine gag that's just the number nine the numeral nine gag.com go on there. You can go on it every day and you'll see lots of little jokes and images and other stuff like that. It's quite fun. You can share them on Facebook. I share quite a lot of those things on my Facebook page. If you're not familiar with that, if you haven't liked my Facebook page, then why don't you check it out? And you can see that I post things up there quite regularly uh, every day sometimes. Pictures of myself doing things, uh, questions for listeners uh, and other jokes and things like that. You can also find me on Twitter, of course, I uh, don't add so many things on Twitter. It's mainly Facebook. That's kind of a good way for me to communicate with you out there. Um, let's see what else. So this was a kind of um, um, an unplanned episode based on the uh, all the questions and comments which came up on Facebook today. Uh, but I have got lots of other ideas uh, coming up in my mind. The next one, I'm planning the next one to be about Uh, teaching experiences or specifically nightmare teaching experiences that's where I'm going to share with you some stories of really bad really difficult experiences that I've had as a teacher in the classroom and what I learned from them so that's going to be that's going to be a kind of teacher themed episode Um, And I've got loads and loads and loads of other ideas in the back of my head too. So uh, you can look forward to those. Plus, I've got an idea about possibly a new competition or a new way that you can send me recordings. Uh, We will come to that in due course. I'm just, you know, I do my best to to record podcasts as regularly as possible. Sometimes it's just not... uh, it's just not something I can do because of all the other things I've got going on in my life. I've told you all about that before, but, um, you know, sometimes I think it's just worth reminding you. I know that people are keen to keep listening to Luke's English podcast, and I think that's fantastic. Long may it continue. I hope very much that you've been enjoying recent episodes. Um, The last one caused a little bit of controversy. Um, That was the interview with Robert Hayne, and uh, he's a kind of a sort of overly confident... Uh, sort of Midwestern American guy who um, I think in the interview was pretending to be an arrogant American. I think he was just trying to be funny. Maybe he didn't succeed and it wasn't really funny, but a lot of people took it on face value and really believed everything he was saying and really believed that he was an arrogant, um, small-minded American. Maybe he is, but I think that he was sort of doing it tongue in cheek he wasn't being completely serious he was just playing a kind of role of an aggressive small-minded american that's what i think i'm just giving him the benefit of the doubt maybe i'm wrong maybe he really is some kind of um, redneck american guy who knows but i appreciate your comments and it's always nice to to hear what you think about episodes of the podcast Do feel free to keep in touch with me at any time. That's pretty much it for this shorter episode of the podcast. I hope that you've enjoyed it and you'll be hearing from me before too long in the future. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks again for listening to Luke's English podcast. For more information, you can visit teacherluke.wordpress.com.